because it'd just be sad songs. Oh. <laughs> if you want like a sad like song. At a funeral. DJ, yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. You could be the DJ at my funeral. <laughs> Don't say that. I wait. When I'm like 95 and you're still. I want mariachi at my funeral. No, I don't want mariachi. I want a trio. Oh, oh, un trio? Yeah, I want them to. <laughs> I want people to be That'd sad. That'd be fun. Okay, I'm ready? Okay. Ready? Okay. Cool. Um, hi, and welcome back to My Teenage Self, Love Anna. Ikari. A podcast where we talk about everything that has to do with anything, and mostly... <laughs> Uh, about ourselves about being teenagers being adults and growing and learning um we are so happy to be back oh my god it's been a minute it's (laughs) we're sorry not sorry no no um we had a lot of life happen there was a lot of good reasons why we weren't here yes not because we didn't want to be here because we did but we had school we were in a master's program we were teaching full-time she's teaching full-time i was (laughs) applying for jobs that's true i was like going and doing observations and and going to work and going to school at the same time that's true we were trying to have a social life while that was happening yes and slowly dying inside um (laughs) but now it's now it's july um this will probably come out the end of july so Um, my eye bags are going away. We're doing better. My hair is growing. Yeah. it's. <laughs> who would have thought it's just work that destroys the mind? But uh, honestly, I really love that we were both very intentional about what this podcast was going to be for yes. both of us. Yes. Because if we would have kept going while we were going through everything that we did, I probably would have hated being here. Yeah. It would it burn out. Yeah. Like, like 100%. Ugh. Yeah. And and we love this space, and mm-hmm. so we want to be our most authentic selves. Absolutely. And um, not be haters. So <laughs> I feel like I'm happy that we're here now. Um, and we want to talk about something that... Oh, I was, I've was i been so excited to talk about this since the beginning. This has been on my mind more recently because we're, like, both going to the gym now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. both having, like, fun and doing that again. Yes. Yeah. And also, I think because I know that a lot of our our teenage students do listen to this podcast i think this one's gonna hit home for a lot of them yes so today we will be talking about self-image and this is actually a topic that my students asked me to talk about too really yeah some of my like eighth graders were like you should talk about like self-image and (gasps) self-esteem um i love that i think my high schoolers are too um like it's very mental for them right now their their whole body image that they don't talk about it enough yes yes um i think going from middle school to high school it changes so much absolutely like your your whole image of yourself and oh yeah it it goes from like being very like who the hell am i in middle school to like high school being like really getting into who you are and well let's let's start at the beginning (laughs) yeah okay okay um so what was let's start as children oof with our self-image as children yes yes girl i feel like for me a lot of the the self-image issues that I had growing up as a kid and as a teenager was because of my mom. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it was always like we've talked about this before. I came from a very like conservative household. We were very it was like always dresses or sh- or shorts or anything, you know, no nothing above the knee. 
always covered up you always like don't show any shape of your body don't show and like i'm a pretty curvy girl Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i've always been curvy i've never not had curves even as a kid yeah so it was always like don't show anything don't be sexual in any way cover up don't and then with my mom it was always like well you're you're eating too much right now yes Eh, te estás poniendo gorda. Mm-hmm. Oh my like, god! I like eight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, I really just want some chips. Like I don't yeah. know. Like I didn't understand what she like. I I'm I'm sure that she was saying it out of a place of like I want you to be healthy, and I don't want you to live through like the illnesses that come with that. But I think mm-hmm. it was also like. I don't want you to be fat. Like there was this thing of like, if you're fat, you're not going to be pretty. Yes, and there. Oh, yes. And you it's know like what projecting I mean? their own fears on Yeah, because yes. my mom, when she had my oldest brother, she still looked like a model. Like, mm-hmm. after her first kid, she was super skinny. After me, she was still super skinny. And then after my brother, that's when she, like, you can tell that she was a mom. But she's still been very, like, fit. You know, it was never a thing. And she has curves, but they're not as, like, curvy as mine, yeah. I guess. Yeah. You know? Well, because y- your dad is not, like, a super thin dude. Like, no. So, like, you, it's genetics. Like, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah. if, if you're, like, if you are not a skinny child... <laughs> They see you immediately as like, you're fat. You need to lose yeah, weight. Like, yeah, like, ay, mi gordito. Ay, mi. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, my oldest brother's nickname is Gordo. Yeah. Because he was fat as a kid and it just stayed. Yeah. But you never get the, like, to me, it was never until I got older that I was like, why did I always have these, like, I need to watch what I'm eating. I can't get too fat. Like, I know. Because mm-hmm. I was never a skinny person. But I always try to be. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I always like, okay, well, I can't, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. I can't, like, I have to watch what I'm eating so that I don't go bigger. Mm. Yeah. And it wasn't until later that I realized, like, no, it's, it's genetic. Like, I don't know. Like, if you look at all of my tias and my grandmas and my great grandmas, like, there's a pattern. Yes. Yes. You know, <laughs> that's really funny and interesting because I feel like I, I am very much relating because growing up, my mom never. So I grew up in a very close knit family because yeah. like my tias lived in front and we lived in the back like in a duplex. Uh-huh. And so my mom, she wasn't absent, but she was working like most like 12 hour days sometimes. Yeah. And so I was always with my tias and they were the ones who were always projecting their self-image oh. issues onto me. And so they would tell me the same thing. Like, Ay, no comas tanto porque vas a engordar. Y when you're older, it's going to be harder for you to lose weight. And so mm. just don't eat that much. And it was a very much the same. Like I was very curvy. I had boobs by like 12, like big boobs <laughs> by 12. Yeah. <laughs> it was so awkward. And so it was always like, cover yourself. Like don't wear yeah. anything that's low cut. Um, and it always made me feel like there was something innately wrong with me yes. because I was bigger than my cousins. Yeah. And I look at photos and I'm like, no, I was a child. It was literally like we were all the same. Yeah. <laughs> we were all just like you, you saw you've seen that picture of me yes. where it's like camping and it's like my panza's out. Yeah. But it wasn't like I wasn't a big child. No, you're just a child. And I think that's why like growing up at that age, I was like, 
I just had that in me where like my image was something that I always saw because my tias weren't like super. I wasn't really close with my tias, but they did like every time we got together, we had like parties or whatever or carnazadas. That's the first thing they would say, like, ay, te ves bien, hacen flacadores. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah, I guess. Yes. It's like your self-worth is tied to, to, to how you look. look. Yeah. And um, for me specifically, I remember, so I have a cousin who's two months older than me. Yeah. And we look very opposite of each other. Like, uh, Emma is, like, she had, like, thick, straight hair. Straight hair. And she was very thin and, like, lighter skin. Mm. And I was, like thicker brown <laughs> curly hair yeah and and when i was younger it was even curlier than it is now and like i remember like oh i'm gonna sneeze <coughs> bless you. excuse me um i remember when we were uh young mm -hmm. everybody would always say things like oh emma está flaca y Anna's like and that's like gordita like they would always compare us because it was almost like we were twins because yeah. april and june they're right next to each other so we were they saw always together yeah we had basically the same growth markers at the same time you know um and so it was really interesting growing up i always felt compared to her or and i'm sure she felt oh, compared to that me that must feel horrible as a child yeah because we we're two very different children um coming from like my dad's puerto rican her And she also has a different grandpa than me. Yeah. So her grandpa is Oaxacan. So she is like, and mm. my grandma is indigenous from uh -huh. Guerrero. So they're both like, she's almost a hundred percent probably indigenous, indigenous on my grandma's on like fit on her maternal side. I'm not sure about her dad's side, but so her hair is stick straight. You know what I yeah. mean? Like growing up, she would get brown, but she was very thin. She looked very, she looks very indigenous. And I am half Puerto Rican, so I look like my dad's side, which mm -hmm. was curvier. And I like just as, just like you, like I, when I grew up and I met my sisters and my and my siblings for the first time, they were thick. Like my, <laughs> si you know what I mean? like my, my older sister, she's like forty now. Um, she has like a big she's a big woman like yeah. she's beautiful she but she was like very full bodied like big breasts mm -hmm. big butt like th like she was a big woman and then like but also like all my tias on my mom's side are like thick I women think. so yeah. i'm just like what did they expect from, from their child? child yeah oh yeah absolutely and like i think so growing up that's how it was a lot where i was like okay i have to be careful Mm -hmm. of what i'm eating mm -hmm. i have to like it was always innate and then growing up i think it just like it was the same but for different reasons yes you know what i mean yes, yes, yes. like when i got to middle school it was very still much like i have to hide i can't show things but that was b more because i think once you get to a certain age you are sexualized so much yes. you know what i mean yes and then when you have like you're like a curvier like basically you're not a stick you have some type of curves in you you are going to be either catcalled or you're going to be like hit up by like whatever it is and i hated that mm -hmm. as a child because i just wanted to be a teenager like i yeah. just wanted to be able to wear what i wanted and not have to be scared that i was gonna get the looks of people that i didn't want exactly in my body like you know what i yes. mean yes I think another factor, and I'm gonna touch back on that too. But another yeah. factor for me that I just remembered was I'm like hairy. And oh my god! 
<laughs> my mom is very hairy like she has like hairy arms yeah and like i i always had really thick eyebrows and i always had a mustache yeah and that was like something that like my Same. family would make fun of me for really yeah my one of my one of my deals to this day to this day you're i fucking deals? hate him for it yeah he would be like i like your mustache your mustache and i would shave it because i was That's like embarrassed insane. and then and then they would get mad at me for shaving it and I was like, oh, like, but what I, do you want from me? Yeah. Like, I would have never been aware that I had a mustache. I would or a little little peach fuzz on my face. Like, I would have never been aware of that. But they made me so hyper aware of that. Oh, my God. And then I had hairy arms and I still shave my arms. You know, I had a hairy legs. So, I would, like, you know, obviously, every like you're taught to shave your legs. So shave yeah. your arms, shave your armpits. But like growing up, it was such a it was such a terrible feeling that I always had because I hated my eyebrows. I used to think, like, really? I would look in the mirror and be like, oh, if I could just get my eyebrows done, then I would be beautiful. Then I would be Ugh. happy. I would be happy if I altered my body. And I think, like, that, growing up like that, yeah, I always had those thoughts since, like, uh, I was very little because little, I was constantly yeah. judged. Like, by, what can I do or what can I fix? Yeah. I used to think, like, oh, if I just get contacts. Oh, if I just, like, mm. lose some weight. But I was in the fifth grade, like... Yeah, like and this isn't a, this isn't uh, thoughts that a kid should be having. No, you, know? you should be thinking like I want to go play outside. I yeah. want to like I used to play Yu Gi Oh with my cousin. Like <laughs> I, you know what I mean. Like that's Dude, what I should have been focusing like, on. Now thinking about it, that's true. Because I would always like just after a shower, after like you know getting ready, I would I would take some time and look at the mirror and be like, whoa. Well, if I just like lost some of some of my like double chain or whatever, if I like did this and do that, like I I would be cuter and I would be pretty. Yes. And it's this constant cycle of like, if I just alter this one thing, then yeah. I'll be happy. Yeah. If I just had this one thing, then I'll be happy with yeah. my body. You know what? I was recently <laughs> rewatching um, La Fea Mas Bella mm-hmm. with. I, I forget the actress and actor's name, but you know which one I'm talking about. The Mexican I so. version? I think so. I was rewatching it and then I started thinking like, why was I so not obsessed, but like, why did I love the show so much when I was a child? Or even like that one with Ana Paola. Um, Is it the transformation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like any yes. of the transformation novelas? Yes. Uh, uh, America's Next Top Model, it's same. All of them. Yes. All, but American Next Top I never related to them because they were like me either. Skinny and white. But, but like I, that transformation aspect. The the makeovers that they used yes. to have. Yes. Where it was like, oh, I'm waiting because she's going to go from being this like ugly duckling to being the beautiful woman that the guy wants and they're yes. gonna live forever that was the dream yes but then i was looking at it and like all of the the like quote-unquote ugly characteristics that they had were mine were mine yes <laughs> oh my god they had the curly hair mm-hmm. they had the body yeah. they had like you know the brows they had the braces they had everything that i had and i was like okay well then that means that i need to change all of this yes so that i can be that person yes be wanted be pretty be liked and uh, so middle school i look like that basically like frizzy hair um, absolutely like uh, my eyebrows weren't done yet like i had the braces i had all all that going all of it no boys like me (laughs) No boys even. I, I tried approached. To, no, I tried. To, I asked a boy out. He broke up with me the same day. Oh my god! Yeah, 
So I felt <laughs> ugly as fuck. No, you know? I agree. And so when I I remember, and here's the fucked up part, and this is what fucked me up, and yeah. it still fucks me up to this day, is that that whole transformation, I did that. When I went to high school, I cut my hair. I started walking every day. So okay. for three days, I walked where I lost probably like 10, 15 pounds. Wow. I got my braces taken off. I got my eyebrows done. And yeah. I went to high school and, and I had a full body. Like I was a very full figured teenage girl. So when I got to high school, I got all the attention that I wanted. And that fucked me up. Mm. Because I think in a way it taught my brain like, well, if you just change... People will like will you. Want you. People will want you. People will people will find you attractive if yeah, you change. want to be around who you. you are because who you are in its raw state is not good. Yeah, I agree. I think that happened at that point. Uh, that happened for me later on in life when I was in college, and I think that led to like codependency behaviors mm-hmm. that I now live with, where like I have to think about what other people are gonna say yes you know what i mean yes. to be like okay well then then if they're gonna find this attractive or some like there was a point when i was in college where i would be like is this gonna be cute enough for other people yes you know what i mean yes it wasn't like do i like what i am wearing is it, it are people gonna find this cute yes and and it also causes you to be a very like constantly being judged as a child and it causes you to also be very judgmental growing up and also oh absolutely Mm -hmm. and it also causes like because of the way that you know like for any of our students listening to this or any young person um like a teen a teenager the way that society was built was very different Mm -hmm. and and as much as like i feel like i'm very accepting and loving now of everybody and anything it wasn't like that before. It took a minute. Yes. It takes. Absolutely. It's taking me so long to unlearn so yep. much. And especially going to Catholic school. Like I like <laughs> I got that shame and guilt and judgment like instilled in me, you know. Yeah. And so it's so hard to one, stop judging yourself, but two, stop judging other people. Oh, yeah. And it was like it was so it's so natural to revert back to those to the way that we used to see shit. Because that's how you learn. Like, that's what you were taught to do. Mm-hmm. You know? Other people judged you, so what are you going to do to other people? Yeah. It wasn't, like, a supportive... Like, women... Girls at my age weren't supportive of each no. other. It wasn't... I don't remember feeling that way. No. And so, like, I remember the friend group that I had in high school. Like, they were very authentic to themselves. Yeah. And so... I agree. It, like... I feel like I was the most insecure one in that yeah. friend group. And like, just like you said about codependence, like I'm going to therapy now and my, my therapist, I've been bringing up some, some things in therapy uh-huh. and she, I was telling her about an ex-boyfriend and about something like kind of messed up that happened between us. Yeah. And I thought it was messed up because he was a messed up controlling person. Mm. And she said, no, it wasn't that he's controlling. It's that you have codependence with seeking validation from others so <laughs> so you <laughs> she did not have to go that she went deep. so hard on me and uh, i was like uh okay and she was like yeah it's not that he was evil and abusive it was that you you wanted to be controlled so you sought out that mm. type of relationship oh shit 
like there was like oh yeah (laughs) i was like oh yeah that makes sense okay Uh okay uh because it was like i needed i needed somebody to tell me that i shouldn't be doing this yeah so you seek out that type of relationship absolutely and so it's like for so long i have and and it's something that i'm fighting now because i wasn't aware of it that Mm. this whole like every single relationship that i've engaged in when it comes to like a partner right it's always to seek validation or even friendships. It's to seek validation. It's like, I, that's why I can't have any thought in my brain without expressing it. Cause it's <laughs> because then I'm like, Dude, yeah, right. Okay, Isn't it a good idea? Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do it with you. I do it with everybody. It's just like, I, I, I tell them instead of just doing the idea that I have. Right. It's like, Hey, is I have going to be a good idea. You think it's a good idea if I do this, this is right. You know, it's like, I seek validation. I need it for my self-esteem. I agree. I think that a lot of that came from like, um, at least for me, needing or or being taught that I had to get the approval from people. First, it started with people like my parents, like Mm -hmm. they had to approve everything, what I was doing, where I was going, who I was with, what could I do, what couldn't I do, like everything. It was very controlled by them. And then during that happened all the way up to high school college came and then i was free oh yeah but there wasn't any transition period there wasn't any like let's let's unlearn some of this it was like okay i was controlled for so long on what i could wear who i could what i could do who, oh my god who i could yeah. see who i couldn't see and like statistically that's what happens like and it's so when i see that with some of my students it's scary because i know what's the next probability of what's going to happen because if you have such controlling parents then there's going to be a stage of that rebellion where it's like you do whatever you want yes and and doing whatever you want actually looks exactly like what you were just doing yeah except that now you're choosing the people that control you exactly being given the people that control you're like giving somebody else that power Mm -hmm. instead of now what i had to do is like take a step back and give myself that power and be like, no, I, I could do it because I want to. Yes. And like, I'm free to do it without anybody telling me or needing approval of them. Yes. Exactly. You know? Yes. See, like, so when I was in college, um, I gained weight my first year yeah. when I was in New York and then I came back and I was like super depressed, uh, just a bunch of different things happening all at once. And I lost like five pounds and i was like i can keep this going and so then i (laughs) lost and lost and lost weight and within six or eight months i think i lost 60 pounds wow which is that's a lot it's a lot because i did it very unhealthy but the thing the thing about it is that our society is so fat phobic and Mm -hmm. it's so centered around image and what you look like that when i lost the weight i got all the attention that i wanted yep I got all of this attention that I wanted and I looked good and I was, well, I looked good, quote unquote, to what society standards were. But I look back at photos of myself and I didn't look good. I was so, I was so thin. Mm. And I remember my family would tell me like, you're too thin now. Yeah. You're so skinny. Like you're too skinny. And, and then I'd get mad. Cause I'd yeah, be like, well, what you told you me want, I was fat. What do you want from me? Yeah. You, you told me my whole life that I was fat and that I should lose weight. Mm. And now I've lost the weight. Now what? Yeah. You, I had a very similar experience happen my freshman year, but that was because 
I was just doing so many things. Mm-hmm. Like I was taking 21 units. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't Insane. eating. Yeah. Yeah. Like I fucking got an internship at a lab that freshman year. Like I was just doing so many things that I didn't have time to eat. So I like deprived myself from eating and I would walk like over 10,000 steps every day. And then I just lost a lot of weight. And my parents didn't see me for like three months at a time. So one day when I came back home for Christmas, they looked at me and they were like, what the fuck happened to you? Yeah. Like, are you okay? They're like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine, I guess. But that's when I was like, I'm skinny. Yeah. You know, like this is, isn't that wasn't that what i needed to, to do? do for your approval yeah, yeah like isn't that what i needed to do and they're like no but and it's like well okay so now you want me to eat more again mm-hmm. and then now it's like the okay should i eat less should i eat more like i always had a very unhealthy relationship with food yes very even to this day v- like i feel like you have mm-hmm. i feel like you have to be the one that reminds me that like don't deprive yourself of food of what you like no no and and especially because like here's the thing i was listening to this other podcast in spanish and in uh, this like neutroloca like she's like a nutritionist Mm -hmm. she talks about how like people who have been on diets on and off their whole life which is us even as kids we were on quote-unquote diets right um where we deprived ourselves of something Mm. because of it connected to how we looked right our weight when you you will always gain and lose weight mm-hmm. your whole life and we are more prone to binge eating because yeah. we constantly are removing food from ourselves so like we'll starve ourselves all week and then it'll come saturday and you eat all of excessively excessively and it's this idea of like if you don't drink water all week you think you're just gonna take a sip of water on the weekend <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know you're gonna fucking yeah. drink the whole gallon of water yeah. because you are you're starving thirsty. you are thirsty you are dehydrated mm-hmm. and so that's why it's it's like i'm I'm trying so hard to break out of these cycles of of oh no i shouldn't eat because yeah. i want to x y and z yeah right but to get kind of to that point i think once I got to college and I and I lost all that weight, I started gaining that weight back because that's what happens. Yeah. Your body is changes. A, your body changes constantly. One. But two, if you get to a, a weight in an unhealthy way, you are going to gain that weight back. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. Right. Um, and even if you're doing this just because like it doesn't matter if you like this whole like, oh, intermittent fasting and not eating and all this. Right. Like right. if you are doing it in an unhealthy way you're- and gonna get it back yeah because it's not it's not that it's unhealthy just to your body it's unhealthy in your mind yeah so you're doing it for unhealthy things in your mind you're gonna gain that weight back because of that mindset you know Mm -hmm. and so i remember i started gaining the weight back and then it destroys my like self-esteem yeah and it's because i've tied my worth and my self-image to what i look like yes absolutely absolutely yeah because i could like that's I, for me it's like that's the first thing that people are gonna see that's what they're gonna mm-hmm. judge like mm-hmm. that i have to tell them that i was a fucking neurobiologist before like after they see my body yes so for a long time it was like i have to put up what people like and what is gonna get attention and what's gonna get me for people to like me and for people to like love me and you know what i mean yes exactly 
And it's it doesn't help that society pushes down our throats this image of thin women. It's that's yeah. the only image that is acceptable. And as much as we're going towards this society where larger women are more acceptable and and mm-hmm. and uh, larger bodies like are inclusive. more yeah, yeah, just larger bodies in general are more acceptable. We are still in the society where being thin is gonna get you whatever the fuck you want. Absolutely. I mean, like even I'm a big history you know nerd or whatever and when you think about like the culture of dieting in throughout history it is a culture that is based a lot on like race the like racist ideologies yes because if you think about all of the food that is quote-unquote bad for you right like all the tortillas all the bread all the like you know all the mm-hmm. like starchy foods whatever they tell you all not to eat food, all, yeah. it's it's all the cultural food all the food that we are used to but it's also all the food that like our indigenous ancestors had to eat yeah this whole like oh don't that eat corn it. because corn is yeah. sweet corn is what like what <laughs> our society like the society yeah. the mesoamerican societies were based off of but even like when when they so sorry quick history like when they came in and colonized right a lot of the the europeans thought that la comida del campo so the food that was that was from the ground was dirty it was like poor people food so that's why that's things like the corn the potatoes like everything that was from the ground because it's in the dirt so it's poor and everything that was like high up in the trees that came from animals that was the high quality like food and indigenous people were low were like lower than europeans in the hierarchy system so they got all of that food wow. and then they colonized and they were like no but we get the apples and we get the berries and we get like all of the good food because we are higher than you wow we are better than you isn't that fucked? Yo, yeah, 100%. To be like, you, esta comida es de la tierra. Yeah. And you are of a lower, a lower citizen, a lower class citizen. So that's what you deserve. And that's ridiculous. And that's what they tell us is bad for you. That's ridiculous. And and so when I think about, like, I obviously I watch a shit ton of TikTok and I watch a lot of videos. <laughs> and, and it's always like these, like, you know, women, brown and black women who are talking about, like, you know, decolonizing your mind. Oh decolonizing your mind, part of decolonizing it is realizing that you are a brown or a black person. Yeah. And that your body is not going to look like a European woman's. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I am never going to look that way. My family and my ancestors did not have famine no. like they did in <laughs> Europe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, my family ancestrally ate certain foods, and they always had those foods because they came from a warmer area. Mm-hmm. The war, a warmer drop, like, tr- a warmer area that it looks different for us. Yeah. And, like, I had to explain this to my brother because he's, like, on this health kick because when he was younger... Um, in like middle school and early high school, he was a big boy, right? Um, because he like uh has certain food aversions. He only right. likes certain foods. Yeah, and so now he's like into running track and he's running cross country and he's like very uh, he's very aware of what he's eating. And he, right now he's injured, so he can't really run. Yeah, and so he's scared of gaining weight, and so he's very like focused on that. And I had to mention to him like, hun, like you one, you're half Guatemalan. <laughs> <laughs> that's like (laughs) tropical that's like jungle you know like you were from a tropical area that was warm Mm -hmm. always 
you never had to not have food like yes poverty but like but two like these ancestrally our people had food there was always food there because it was warm climate it's not like massachusetts (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) or like or like you know in in europe there was a lot of famine so like our bodies are different we We were built different yes our our dna is different Mm -hmm. we we gain weight and we keep it and that's just the way that our society is you know yeah and like being able to untie yourself from being thin yeah it's so freeing it's so freeing it is i think i'm getting there me too me too you know like i think i still get the moments where i'm like ugh. But I think uh, it's it takes a lot. That's why when I, like I was telling you, I think I see a lot of my high school students that are big, like, I need to go to the gym. I need mm-hmm. to go buy the good protein powders. Like, I need to go five times a day and I can't eat certain times. I like certain times. And it's like, you, I need you to understand that your body was built that way for a reason. Yes. Like, you are a person of color. Yes. Like you can you absolutely, but do it from a way. I think what I'm doing is changing my mindset of like, I don't need to look a certain way. I just need to feel healthy. Yes. You also don't have to look a certain way to have worth. No, you have worth regardless just by existing regardless yeah dude like there was i and i keep thinking about this girl in the back of my head who's one of my students who is one of the sweetest students i have ever met Mm -hmm. but anytime we have needed to have a potluck we have lunch in my room or their friends have lunch in my room she's in my club so if if we're having food in my club she will not eat Mm. she will not put her mask down like she does not want she has i don't think she's ever eaten at school wow ever and that's eight hours eight like, hours at all yeah i see her drink water but that's it and i i'm always trying to like get that understanding she has never told me why and i'm still figuring it out but i'm pretty sure it's because she has she's very self-conscious of her image because she always has her hair done she always has her makeup done she always like needs to look really put together but it is i i have never seen her take a bite of anything wow. anything and but she's always talking about like oh i need to go to the gym and i need it like i'm going to the gym after this and i need to go buy protein powder after this and like it's so sad yeah because <laughs> you're like you your worth is not tied to to how you look yeah and i would rather you eat yes. so you can concentrate in class exactly she looks so tired always yeah and it's like honey you're tired because you're hungry (laughs) you have a headache because you're you're starving yeah and and it's like i i know one of my students too um she at the beginning of the school year she'd tell always tell me like i don't eat here i don't eat this food i don't eat this it's nasty it's nasty and like i don't think i you know I don't say anything because mm-hmm. I, I, I never want to talk to a student and, and make them feel bad because they, they're eating or not eating. Yeah, I agree. Ever. Because how much was that shit done to me yeah. and how much does that affect me, you know? Yeah, getting somebody else's opinions. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I'll never comment on their body. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm trying this thing where it's like, if somebody loses weight, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, you lost weight. Yeah. Because a lot of the time it's because they starve themselves. Yep. It's because they've been going to the gym in an unhealthy Excessively. way. And they, and like a lot of the times people who, who are really big and they lose all their weight, like they get a lot of validation from that. And it's mm-hmm. not that I don't want to take that away from them, but it's that I want them to know that I, but yeah. okay, but your physical appearance hasn't 
is not what gives yeah. you worth to me. Yeah, I don't want to be one of the the people that is contributing to that because I know you're yes. getting it from somewhere else. Exactly. I would rather you feel like oh, I, I like I don't want <laughs> I don't know I I don't want people to know to have that be the first thing they notice about me. So yeah. I don't want to be that that to them, and I don't want to do that to my teenage students who yes. who their worth is a hundred percent tied to what they look like. You know, because in middle school and in high school, it's like, what pants are you wearing? What shoes are you wearing? How is your yeah. hair done? You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Um, but she wouldn't eat. And then by the end of the year, like, and she had these like really nasty girlfriends. Mm. We're just like, I just didn't like them. I just, I felt it in my soul that I was like, they're, they're mean girls. Right. And she was like, so in, in tied with them that she, not that she was a mean girl, but she wasn't eating like something like as simple as that like, like you need to eat yeah you've been here since six like seven in the morning hun <sighs> it's like one <laughs> like you should eat something yeah and by the end of the school year she stopped she pulled away from them and she was just friends with like uh these like just like crazy boys who were who you know they <laughs> ate because they were fucking hungry you know like very much like disassociated themselves right right, right. you know and it was just so funny because by the end of the year she would eat every day. She was, oh. she would eat a little bit, like a little, like the salad part, that. or she would eat like the bean and cheese burrito. She would eat the, she would eat because she was hungry. Yeah. Because like literally sometimes being around certain people fucks it's up. Your, yes. Sometimes because like of the validation that we seek from others, we take on their habits as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Like even cause we both started going to the gym. Yes. Right. And I'm doing kickboxing. You're working like doing weights mm-hmm. and we're, we're both being more active. I feel like, and I've started noticing that some of the people that I'm hanging out with have been very like, Oh, you look really good. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, you look so good. And then now I get to the, like, I go back to that teenage self where I'm like, <sighs> why do I look good? Is it because, you know, like, is yeah. it because I'm smiling more and because I'm happier and I'm healthier or is it because they're telling me about my butt? Like, then yes. I start like getting into this like tornado of ideas where like I have to not listen to them necessarily. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Because it's, it gets me right back into it. Yes. We're like, okay, well, it's because I didn't eat today. So that means that if I'm not eating, then I'm going to, they're going to, and then it just starts getting this, this like unhealthy ideas again. Yes. So one thing, the number one thing that changed my self-image, mm. number one, mm. and I will forever pray and be grateful for the gods for giving me this. this. <laughs> when I started roller skating, it changed the way I saw my body. Mm-hmm. Not because my body changed and it did. Right. It changed because all of a sudden my body was not what it looked like, but what it could do. Oh, and that changed. That's everything. powerful. Yes. When you realize that your body is so much more than what it looks like. Yeah. Fuck that changes everything. Absolutely. I 100% believe that if you have not ever played a sport as a teenager, or as a person, you should, you should learn how Get to play one. a sport, mm. whatever it is, rock climbing, biking, yeah. swimming, because all of a sudden, Going to the gym, like right now that I'm doing, is not about, mm, I'm I'm doing this plank so that I can burn fat off my abs. Right. I'm doing this plank so I have a strong core. So when I jump up a box and jump off 180 off of it, I'm strong and I don't fall. And I can do that. Mm-hmm. I'm walking up these stairs 
to have strong legs because I want to drop into like a six foot bowl and like be <laughs> steady, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It changes how like I remember like when I first started roller skating and it was so hard and I would like push and like it was difficult and my legs were so weak and like I couldn't do it for very long. Like all of a sudden the way that I saw my body was literally like, oh, my God, like I can do this scary thing yeah and then the scarier and harder it got the more i stopped thinking of my body as as like well like i don't i'm i'm not, i have fat right here and i oh i'm no it was just like i could do some badass shit with yeah, this body it doesn't matter how fucking big i am anymore mm-hmm. like right now i am i i gained a lot of weight in over, since the pandemic right i'm big i also wasn't exercising i also wasn't yeah. skating yeah and now i've gone back to skating I'm going back to the gym. I'm like trying to be really active for my mental health to be mm-hmm. happy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't matter that I'm bigger than what I was when I first started roller skating. I can still do crazy shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I can still drop into this giant bowl. I still have that same like, uh, like adrenaline. Yeah. That I want to do that crazy shit. Do. Yeah. And like, it feels so good to be strong. You know what I mean? I was realizing that. So I was telling you, we went on a field trip, right? This mm-hmm. past Friday. And I was not a big, I was never a big fan of like hikes. Hi- because there's like heights involved and I'm really scared of falling. Like I never really like going on hikes. But I was like, okay, I can't, sh- I can't be a pussy because I have a hundred and kids with like, you know, like I, I'm with kids. They're going to be more scared than I am. Mm-hmm. I can't show it. So I was trying to be encouraging. And I was like, we got this. I don't know. Like, let's do this. And then another one was like, I, I've, I've always been like, not unhealthy, but like you can, I, I was never a big gym person. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to be more active. And then I started doing the kickboxing thing. And that has been really fun because I'm seeing not so much that my body is changing, but I'm feeling stronger. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Which is cool. Yes. To see that. Yeah. So then we went on this fucking hike and I was like, oh my God, they say it's going to be a lot. I'm going to be really tired. Like the kids were super tired. By the end of the hike, I was like, what the hell? Like I barely broke a sweat. Mm -hmm. It was hot. But I was like, I can go again for like another three miles. Yeah. And it was, it was like, it was hikes. We went up and down and it was, there was, it was rocky and, yes. but it felt so good. Yes. Because I felt strong, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. And I feel like the more we dis- detangle exercise with pain or with, yeah. it, the more it'll be enjoyable for mm-hmm. us. Like you have to find what's for, like what fits for you. Yes. Like for me, sports I don't think I can do because I'm not a like contact sports. Yeah. I can't do, you know what I mean? Like I don't like hitting or bumping into people. That's not my thing. Other sports that involve like tennis or doing things where it's collaborative, but I don't have to like soccer where you like hit people. Yeah. No, but finding what you like and making it and what making exercising enjoyable for you Mm -hmm is a game changer oh yeah like last night i went to skate at the skate park down the house like down the street from my house like yeah it's like two three blocks from my house and i rode my bike to the park and it was <laughs> amazing riding fun. and like you get on like you're an adult and you get on a bike and you have cycling this is fun. childlike <laughs> wonder experiencing childlike joy and wonder yeah. where you're just like pedaling down the street and the wind is hitting your face mm-hmm. and you're like going with my bad going so fast yeah and like it's just it, it that 
that changes your image, your self image, mm-hmm. because suddenly you're not just like, oh, I'm gaining weight and looking at myself in the mirror. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, I can ride a bike, yeah, for two miles, three miles. Yeah. Oh, I like the feeling of moving my body. I yes. like the feeling of this, and it changes everything because, like, I don't think I've lost any weight since I started going to the gym or since yeah. I started skating again. But, but I. But something in me is changing. Yes. And it's changing the way I look at my body. Because instead of just being like, oh, I'm... And say all, saying all these mean things to me, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, like, I'm going to go work out. I'm going to go to the... I'm going to go skate after the podcast. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. Look at the way I can move my body still. Yeah. No matter how long I took a break away from this, my body still remembers. It still loves movement. Yeah. Because I think part of decolonizing your your mind is understanding or i think hold on let me rephrase that like decolonizing your mind also means that you have to love yourself yes because part of the colonial like ideology that we have grown up with being bigger bodies or being people of color is that you grow up to hate yourself yes Yes. And that's that's what you are grown up to do. You hate yourself. You hate yourself for your language. You hate yourself for where you come from. You hate yourself because of like economic reasons of how you look because of yes. the you know, you like you society makes you hate yourself. Yes. And it becomes so much more powerful when you stop that. Yes. And when you love yourself. Yes. Because then they no longer get to control you. And they no longer get to use all the tactics for you to buy the new dieting pill, to buy, you know, to like remove your accent, to buy the clothing that's westernized so that you don't have to wear your traditional clothing or whatever you do like to wear. You know what I mean? Like you can dress the way that you want and nobody, they can't tell you anything. Yeah. It does not affect you. Yes. And that's what I needed. That's what like I... I feel like I have changed because I would do it before, but I felt fake because then I would go back. I would lose the weight and then I would gain it again and I'd lose it and I gain it and I'd lose and I didn't understand why. And it was always because at the end of the day, I still didn't like my body. Whether yeah. it was heavy or whether it was skinny. Yes. Yes. Because even I at my like thinnest, it. I did not love my body. I didn't like my body, whether I was skinny or whether I would, because it was always like, oh, but then I got my skin issues and then like my, oh, but my arms are still not there, but my legs still have the like the whatever, you know what it is? Like it did not like it until now that I'm like, I like it any other way. Yeah. I like it now and I like it later and I like whatever I'm going to look like. And then now it's like I'm wearing clothes that fits my body. Mm hmm. You know, like um, and not no. trying to fit into clothes. Yeah, 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 I'm not trying to fit into clothes. I'm not keeping the size ten that I was in high school because that's not my body anymore. Yeah, I'm buying the clothes that fits me, that makes me look good, mm-hmm. and people are seeing that they're rec- You know, and I'm not hiding it. And part of not hiding my body is like I like wearing tighter clothes that are gonna show my curves. Mm-hmm. And that just means that, like, now I got to work harder at kickboxing so I could kick somebody's ass. Yes. If they tell me something this time, you know, instead of when I was younger, I would try to hide it and, like, be a fucking sack of potatoes so that nobody could see. Yeah. 
what was under and i learned also to talk shit back yeah oh my god so there's like this video on somewhere on the internet where the where the girl mom is talking to the daughter and is like talking shit to her and the daughter's like bruh i said that to my mom one time because she was talking shit to me about yeah, yeah, gaining yeah. weight and like i was gaining weight and i was like y que te crees barbie? It is not Barbie. Oh my god! I'm gonna use that next time. <laughs> Never told me anything ever again. Yeah, and she has brought it up and said that that moment when I told her that she changed. Shook, yeah, she was like, "Oh shit! I didn't realize what I was doing." Yes, and 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 I do the same thing for my tias now, and for anybody yeah. who will mention anything about my weight, I'll be like, I, 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 I did something you know? similar to my mom, but I didn't say that. I was like, "Ama, sabes qué? I'm feeling myself right now." And next time, I'm going to need you to bring the same energy or don't say anything back. Yeah. And the way she just like, <gasps> yesta? Yeah. You know? Because they think, because they themselves grew up in a, in a culture of hating yourself. Yes. And so, like, now that we have removing that from ourselves, like, it, it, yeah, it's powerful. It is so powerful. Also, like, another thing about self-image, you have to remove if you are not a body, what are you? Mm. So then what is your self image tied to then? If you were not, mm. if you didn't have a body, right? If what are you, what you are, what you do. Right, right, right. right. So what are you? Who, who, right. what is your self image tied to? If it's not tied to your body? Yeah. Because like for me, as I grew as I've grown up and I've, and I've learned and I'm, you know, choosing who I get to be like, I can say like, oh, well, I'm a musician. Right. I'm an artist. Yeah. I'm really good at drawing. I'm really good at uh, sewing. Right. Or I'm a good friend. Yes. You know, I'm a good sister. The things that make you who you are. Yes. And that in and of itself changes your self-image as well. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, okay, then say nobody ever pays attention. Say you never get married. <laughs> say, yeah. Say yeah, yeah. nobody ever pays attention to you and you die single. Right. Like, what is then going to fulfill your life mm-hmm. if it's not a person? If yeah. you don't have anybody to look good for, if you have nobody that your body, you're not going to tie your body to somebody else, then who are, who you? are you? And is that a good person? Yeah. Because I think for me now, like, you can have the most banging body. I mean, fucking banging, right? Mm-hmm. Like, model body. Mm-hmm. But if you have nothing to, like offer to me besides that you know like if you're the fucking biggest muscle head and you like you go to the gym your rib banging like i'd fuck you any day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you have no sustenance like you what do you have what do you bring to the table Ugh. Yeah. you know like it, your your image can only go so far exactly because for me now i'm like i love that you love your body but is there more yeah and what like yeah and if you're okay with that you know like if you're okay with that that is it and i'm happy with myself at this point then that's great i just you're not great for me yeah for what i need to fulfill my life yeah but go find go find who who is for you yeah because they can look really good you know but at the end of the day like they yell at dogs on the street i don't know they, yeah. they you know they'll they're like ba- like mean to s- like food service people. people yeah they or they comment on your body weight or yeah. they 
they'll tell you shit like, oh, you're not that funny. Mm-hmm. You know, like shit like that where it's like, why do I, why am I with this person? Be- because they look good. That's all they have going yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start to think like, well, what the fuck do I have going for myself? Yeah. Who am I? Like, yeah. And then it makes me reevaluate. Like, do I really still care about uh, somebody else is physical image enough yeah. or more than anything else? And I remember like growing up, my tias, my, edu- you know, for both of us, education yeah. has been such an important thing in yes. our lives. I remember, I think uh, maybe I'm making this up. Maybe. I don't know. Don't quote me. But I remember having a conversation with my tia Alma and she told me like, yeah, one day you're going to get old, <laughs> you know, and you're not going to be what you look like now. Yeah. But you will always have your education. Mm. Nobody yep. can take that away from you. Yep. And and I feel like that is like for any of our students who's listening or anybody who wants to go back to school to finish, one day you are going to get old and yeah. people will not value you the way that they value you now because you right now are pretty and you're young and you're fertile. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one day you are going to be old with gray yeah. hair and, and you're going to have wrinkles and, and your body's not going to look that way and you are not going to have value to society. It's because not going to function in the same way that it used to. Yeah, women women in society lose value by 40, you know? When you hit menopause. Yeah. Mm-hmm. or Well, that's like fucking way later. but I know. But, but like, like that's for sure. Yes. Like you're bear, I think you're like childbearing. Yes. Years. Yes. You lose you lose value the older you get, and the more visible your aging is. Mm. And are you always gonna worry about getting old, or are you gonna worry about what are you contributing to your life? Yeah. What are you contributing to the life around you, up to your friends, to your family members, to your community? Mm-hmm. How? Why? what can we do to detangle our self-image from what we look like and tangle it up with what we do for ourselves and for our community yeah. around us and i think like that is powerful but no 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 but and mm-hmm. it it is work to do that yes and it takes a long time yes and like i'm very grateful that teachers like you and i are going to be in education because we get to start that sooner. Yes. We get to start that work sooner with our kids where it makes them think like I also never like to comment on students body, whether they look good or whatever is going on, because I don't know how how much that affects them. Yes. But I do comment on my own body mm. with them in that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I'm like, I know I'm thick yeah. and what? Yes. I know I have curly hair and what? Yes. I know I'm hairy and what? Like, I know, like, I think when they see that, I am so comfortable with all of the things that they are uncomfortable with. It gets them thinking at least like, oh, maybe it is okay that I like my body. Yes. Maybe it is okay that I have my hair in this way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or that I am not attracted to men or that I'm not, you know, or Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. that I want these piercings or that I have, you know, whatever it is, like me talking about my body in a positive way where I'm like, I know these things and I still like myself for them. Mm-hmm. It gets them to start thinking like, okay. Well, what about you me? Know? Yeah. Like, what about me? Even if you're just planting the seeds. Yeah. Because sometimes those seeds come back in a month, in three years. Mm-hmm. And and it starts to matter later. Yeah. Um. That's why, like, I'll show f- students videos of me falling and hitting my yes. face. <laughs> you know, like, I'll, I literally will be like, yeah, I do fall. And then I show them f- videos of me falling. 
because it's like embarrassing mm-hmm. i embarrassed myself i fell and i hit my face you know what i mean yeah. but it like they're gonna have that metaphorically or or, or physically <laughs> you know what i mean like they may <laughs> fall and hit themselves in the fucking face but like you need to kind of like hum like it's very humbling to be embarrassed and to mm-hmm. you know but but it, it helps students i feel like feel more human like that's why i'll always talk about like farting or pooping like i always (laughs) talk about that with kids because they're so embarrassed you know or like sometimes they'll be like oh my stomach hurts and i'm like oh you need to poop and they'll be like no and i'm like that's why i always carry toallitas with me you know because then it makes them feel like oh yeah Yeah, like everybody fucking poops yeah and like sometimes i think like huh is this making me cross some type of you know like teacher student boundaries Mm -hmm. but i don't i think we need more of that Mm -hmm. whereas like you humanize yourself to yes. the students. Yes. And and just allowing them to be 100% who they are. And like being that, because they're probably living the same experience as us. They're mm-hmm. probably at home being judged for how they look. and Yeah. So what they should eat, what they shouldn't. Yeah. What and, you should do. And so being able to come to school and be like supported in who they are as people and how their image is. Mm-hmm. Like just, I'm just happy to see that you're here. You know, I don't care what you look like. I don't care that you're out of uniform. I don't care that you have a hat on. Yeah. You know, I don't care that your shirt isn't tucked. You know, like all that other (laughs) bullshit, like the uniform policies and stuff. (laughs) Like, I just care that you're here and you're a person. of times that the administrators have to tell me like, oh, uniform policies. I'm like, I don't. They're here. How can you be a public school with a uniform policy? Oh, that's that's a topic for another day. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Um, yeah, I feel like I feel really good about this. I I I kind of want this to be like a conversation that we keep having. Yeah, about self image because I we kind of focus a lot on like the physicals today, but self image is everything. We, we didn't even talk about self esteem. No, we you didn't know. even get into like the legal like the legal meaning of what it means to be fat. Yes, you know, and like um, we're not really. I mean, we were talking about this a little bit before we started the podcast, but like we are probably like more mid-sized, mm-hmm. you know, people um, and we are very much societally acceptable, yeah. you know, in society of like passing. Yeah. I like I mean, I always find clothes for myself in the bigger section. Like, yeah, like I'm yeah, like yeah. size know 16, you, you know, but I'm why am I the biggest size? And a lot of the times, mm-hmm. you know, when there is people who are much larger than I am. And who, should also be able to find clothes just as easy. Yeah. And clothes that is cute. Yes, exactly. And so I, I think it, it'll be important. I agree. For us to bring in more perspectives on this. I agree. I think it also helps us. I feel like me and you, we talk about like our self-image, like when we're not feeling cute or where we're not. But I don't think we get into like checking in. Because it changes. Yeah. Like the way we feel now might not be the way that we feel about ourselves in two or three weeks from now. Yes. It might be better. We might get like, uh, I don't know. Yes. And it's so important. This brought up such a, like, I just remember this right now, but like having friends, like friendships like ours, right? Yeah. Where like we went to San Diego and like I saw you in the morning. (laughs) You saw me in the morning. (laughs) I'm chaotic and unhinged, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being able to see them when they're not cute, seeing your friends when they're not put together, yeah. you know, where like if right now most of your friendships are, are based on oh, what you, you look like. Oh, my God. I remember in high school, like I could not I could not have I could not not have eyeliner on. 
I wouldn't let oh. people look at me if I had no eyeliner. It freaked me out. You know, where it's just like if like that that is so oh terrible. And people who love you will accept you whatever the fuck mm-hmm. you look like. Like yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think like sometimes you're gonna have to be that friend that like steps out and be like, No, why why are we saying these comments about each other? We're we're friends. Yes. You should be able to be like have friendships with people and and yeah. they won't give a fuck about whether you have your eyeliner on or your <laughs> lashes like you know like yeah like you, you you should be able to not have lashes on and they won't say and anything to you. Judge you i agree that's why i think i'm i was very excited to come back yes me too i'm very excited for the some of the ideas that we have for the next episodes yes um but yeah this is this has been amazing yeah like uh, always yes we we are so excited to be back um mm-hmm. we're gonna have episodes out every sunday um that's exciting yeah <laughs> and we'll probably plan out our breaks more a lot better yeah now that we've had one year under our belt not even wait it's just with been school. like six months oh yes school just yeah, yeah as grad students yes you know this year this next coming year will be look a lot different for us yes uh for you you'll be like your second year teaching <laughs> yes <laughs> and it'll be my first year teaching Woo. so it's gonna be great yes have some patience with us but it's gonna be exciting we're yeah we're excited and if you're a student listening hello we're back yes hi <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh this is to my teenage self lavana ikari we'll see you guys next week ready Yeah. <laughs>